Throughout the scriptures, we find promises that are specifically directed towards the people of Israel and specifically to a particular situation. However, within those promises, we do discover aspects about who God truly is. Today on the THP Online Community Podcast, Pastor Matt's going to be talking about five I statements found in the book of Isaiah. Welcome to the THP Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas, your media pastor here at The Healing Place. We're so glad you hit the play button on this podcast. Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, we are just so glad to have you here with us today. As I said in my intro, our promise today comes from the book of Isaiah. And Pastor Matt's going to be walking us through this promise. And he's going to be revealing five I statements that the Lord makes with him and how they really do affect how we view him and how we interact with him. I can tell you that this promise was very impactful when given on campus and the visual of it that you can see on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash THP Media Productions. It, it, there's an illustration that takes place that's really, really impactful. I think that you may be missing by this audio version. So I wanna encourage you, please go check out the video version on our YouTube channel. But I want you guys to really lean in. Pastor Matt really reveals his heart and his passion in the midst of it. And I think that might challenge you and um, I just really think it may encourage you to take a next step with the Lord. And if you would like prayer in taking that next step, maybe you need some advice. Maybe maybe you need somebody just to talk through some things. Reach out to us. Mediahub at thpshreveport.com is our email. You can find us on any of our social media platforms. Just look for THP Shreveport. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Finally, before we get into this week's promise, I do want to remind you that we do have a brand new podcast that we just launched called Midweek Move. It's a podcast where Pastor Scott and a variety of other guests will sit down and we do a Bible study. We're going through the Word of God, line by line, verse by verse, and we started in the book of Acts. This has been a great podcast. I want to encourage you guys to, to lean into it, and I think that you guys will grow through it. There'll be links in the description down below for that podcast. That being said, let's get into today's message. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to this gathering uh, we're so glad that you came here uh, just to, to see what, you know, God is doing, to hear what the Lord is saying, and, and uh, we want to jump right into it today. We thank you once again for being here, and we want to thank the Holy Spirit. So let's do that. Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for being here. Even uh, God, is, as people are replaying this, God, as we're listening to it for the first time, uh, Lord, we thank you that you're in all of that, and, and I pray that your presence, Lord, would continue to move, that you would continue to speak to people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my name's Matt. Some of you know me from a little different area. Uh, but today, I just want to share with you uh, this week's promise and talk a little bit about it. Last week, what an incredible promise out of Romans chapter 8. Wow, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at that or listen to it, you go back and do that. We want to just make sure that everybody has an opportunity to be a part of our, our midweek move. Check those things out. But let's get into the Word today and what he says our promises for this week. Today, I want to talk to you about the five eyes. All right, if you're, if you're online and you're there live or maybe you're, you're watching it later on, just type in five eyes, five, like the letter I, five eyes. See, the promise for this week was originally given to, to Israel, and that's God's chosen people as an assurance that he would be their help. And if we know anything about the day that we live in, we know that we need God's help. 
So what does that mean for the rest of us, those who, who may or maybe not uh, of, of Jewish background or, or maybe God's chosen people, what he was talking to back then, what does this promise mean to us today? So let's talk about it. Isaiah 41, verse 10. If you have your Bibles, open it up. If you have your phone, open it up. And we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 41. And our promise this week is verse 10. So let's read it together. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. My righteous right hand. This is my right hand, and I'm just just using that as an analogy. God says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, we live in a world today that is just full of, of people who seem to be obsessed and consumed with themselves. I know that some of you guys are, can, can say amen to that. And, and, you know, if you take a quick look at entertainment, most entertainment, most uh, sports or social media, politics, and even in the church sometimes, you know, you see this, that, that it's all about me, me, me. And, and today's promise is not about me. It's about him. And that's why we're covering the five eyes today. So, so for us, as we, as we walk this promise out this week, we've got to recognize that it's not about us, but it is about him. So let's talk about the five eyes in this week's promise. The first eye is this, I am with you. Type that out on the screen right, right now. Just type that out. I am with you. That's the Lord speaking to the children of Israel. He says, fear not for I am with you. And as defined by Webster, by Miriam Webster, fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by uh, anticipation or awareness of danger. That's what Webster says about it. You know, in, that, in, in the Hebrew, that fear is a frightening. It means to frighten. Man, have you ever been frightened? I know I have. Maybe some of you are frightened today, just looking around. Maybe you're scared. Listen, listen to this. Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18. Write that down or turn to that. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says this. And this is where we're getting into the New Testament and how it applies to us today, this promise out of Isaiah. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let's pause right there. See, we do that today. That's one of the things that God calls us to when we say, Jesus, be Lord of my life, and we start walking in the identity that he's called us to be. We, have, we, we become baptized, and we say, you know what? As an outward expression, I want to I tell everybody that I'm now serving Jesus. Picking up back in verse 20 teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, check this out. I am with you always. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus says this, not just to his, his apostles and his disciples, but all of the us who say, I, I want to serve you, God. I want to follow you, Jesus. He says, I am with you. So that's that first part of that promise, that first I. The second one, or I'm sorry, let's move to Luke chapter 14. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 12. That was Matthew 28. Let's jump over to Luke chapter 12, verse 4. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid. Right? 
Fear not. Do not be afraid. And that afraid is talking about that fear. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no have no more uh, have no more that they can do. Verse five says, "But I will show you who you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has the power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Who's he talking about? He's talking about God. He's talking about the Lord. So we don't have to fear anything, anybody else." Yes, they may be able to do things to us and, and our situations may be able to cause us some pain and some of those things, but we don't have to fear. We fear the Lord in that reverent fear because we know that if we serve him, we have nothing to fear. That's the great thing about Jesus telling us, look, you don't have to fear anything else. Man, put your, your trust and as we fear the Lord, God takes care of it all. So if you are on God's side, you have nothing to fear. Okay, that was the first I. That first I being, I am with you. The second I, I am your God. Say that, type that out. I am your God. And as you do that, think about that. That's a big statement. The second I in that is, I am your God. He says this, do not be dismayed in Isaiah, 40, uh, Isaiah 41. Do, uh, be not dismayed, for I am your God. Again, Miriam Webster finds dismayed as this, to be upset. To be worried. Have you been worried lately? Or agitated because of an unwelcome situation or, or, or an occurrence, something that's happened to you. You know, and, this, and the Hebrew for that dismayed here is, is to gaze at or, or about. And, it, and, and it, I had this mental picture in my head is like kind of just staring at my problem and, and looking at it and going, Wow. There's, there's no hope for me. See, that's the picture that I get when, when he says, be not dismayed for I am your God. Such a big statement from our God that says, I am your God. John chapter 14. Let's jump over to the New Testament and see how this applies to us. John chapter 14, verse 1. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. Okay, John chapter 14. This is Jesus talking. Jump down to verse 6 of John chapter 14. Jesus says to him, said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am your God. Wow. I am your God. I am with you. I am your God. John chapter 14, Jesus reiterates that. Jump over to Matthew chapter 6. Verse 30, now, if God so clothed the grass of the fields, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? What, am, what are we talking about here? We're talking about worries. We're talking about our situations that we're just staring at. And God says, no, 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 I am your God. So this is, why, this is what Jesus is talking about. He said, I'm going to be your provider. Don't worry about anything. Jump back up a little bit to verse 20, 25 in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, 25 says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry. Do not worry. Don't be dismayed. Don't be staring at your situation as if it's hopeless. He says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? See, Jesus understood 
that when we look at things that are around us, man, we can be dismayed. We can, we can worry about those things that are happening to us and, and happening around us. But he says, he says this in verse 31, jump down to verse 31 of chapter 6 of Matthew. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. In other words, that is their whole focus. They, they go after those things and they say, I'm going to do everything I can just to make sure that God is, is providing for me. And, and they don't know that he is their God. They're not functioning in that. They're not walking in that identity. But we can as believers. So uh, middle of that verse 32, he says, For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But this is so important in verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Why? Because I am your God. I am your God. Don't worry about those things. Yes, do your part. Work. Be diligent. Yes, do those things. But don't worry about those things because I've got you taken care of because I am your God. You know, that's the first two eyes. The next three eyes, I want to I lay this out. Peter lays out uh, an ingredients list of sorts for us to ensure that the next three eyes in this promise can be applied to our lives. What does that mean? We just read Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first, or but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. So what is Peter saying about, about this? I'd like to think of it just like an ingredients list. And he says, so, so we're doing a chili cook-off here this next week as we get into this fall season. Um, and, and so that's fresh on our mind. And some of you guys uh, who are watching this online, you're going to be here on campus. And you're going to take part in that. And if you can't, uh, I'm sorry, we're not shipping chili out <laughs> to people. So if you want to taste that and be a part of that, you're going to have to be here on campus. However... It's on our minds, and we're thinking about that. So that's why I was thinking about ingredients. You know, so uh, let's just use chili as an example. So it's like eating good chili. You know, you, you can tell if something has been left out. You really can, especially for those connoisseurs. We have some judges who are going to be, who are gonna be uh, uh, judging these chilies, and they're going to be uh, using their taste buds and, and kind of breaking it down. And there's actually 30 points that you can get for making chili. I never knew that that was possible, but this is going to be a great time. So, so they're diagnosing that. But if you taste something and you go, mm, there, there's, not any, there's not any chili powder in here, then you know it. There's no chili. You say, hey, you know, uh, something else that's supposed to be in here, it's just, it, it's different. There's, there's something wrong here. Let's look at these ingredients. Peter, First uh, Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 5. Likewise, you younger people. Now, let me, let me put a pause on that. First of all, he's talking to the elders, okay? But just before this, he's talking to older people. But now he's talking to younger people. We'll pick up in verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Wow. That is a revelation for some of us. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Elders, you be submissive to one another. Younger people, you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Clothed with humility. What does that mean? Man, that means that you are covered and that you're you're protection from the elements and things that come you you are you're covering all your private parts that cover yourself with humility 
For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. We'll get back to that. But humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he may, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him. All your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We talked a little bit about this last week in our, in our promise. We talked a little bit about the devil and his schemes and how to, how to combat that and how to you know, uh, walk in, in what God has for you and to resist the temptation and all those things. This is where it's uh, coming from, just a reiteration. Verse 9 of chapter 5 of 1 Peter says, Resist him, steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those ingredients for the next three eyes. So that third eye is this, I will strengthen you. I will strengthen you. That's what he says in Isaiah 40, 41. Strengthen, the Hebrew means to be alert, both physically and mentally. That's what he's saying. So what are these ingredients to what I like to call the promise chili? <laughs> what are these ingredients for, for a great, uh, for being able to walk out these next three eyes? Because they're all about God. They're not about us. So what do we do? First of all is to be humble. We need to be humble. We need to clothe ourselves in humility. What's the opposite of that? Pride. Or what, what, what's the, you know, something that's on the other end of the spectrum of that? Pride. When you have pride in your life, let me just tell you this. God is not going to be your strength when you have pride. He will be your strength when you are humbled. You know why? Because when you have pride there, you are your strength, not God. So we need to remember that. That first ingredient is, is being humble. The next one is, man, cast your cares upon him. Cast all of your cares upon him. What's the, what's the opposite of the spectrum there? Worry and doubt. You know, we just talked about worry, being dismayed. But what the other end of that is worry and doubt. We want to cast all of our cares upon him. The next one is this, be sober. He's not going to be your strength if you're not sober. Let me just, let me just tell you this. Now, he, he may be with you, but he's not going to be your strength. Again, we're talking about this ingredients for the next three eyes, and we're talking about he's saying, I will, be, I will strengthen you. Well, if, you are, if you're drunk, don't expect him to be your strength. Why? Because you're going to function in your own strength. The next one is this. Be vigilant. What does that mean? That means be ready. Be tenacious about this. What's the opposite end of the spectrum there? Being lazy. Can I tell you something? Those of us who say, you know what, man, I'm just going to be lazy. Listen, I understand downtime. We got to have it. It's part of us. It's human. God put that in us. We have to have a time of rest, but we don't have to have a time of being lazy. So being vigilant, you can, you can be uh, in a peaceful place. You can be relaxing and still be vigilant. But if you're lazy, don't expect God to be your strength if you're lazy. The next, the next one is this, resist the devil. We talked about this again last week. Resist the devil. What's the opposite end of the spectrum of that? Giving into temptation. You know, if you're just like, oh, there we go. I, everybody does it. Oh, you know what? I, that's, it's not that bad. When we start doing that, 
God, it's very, very difficult to us, for us to find the strength that God wants to give us if we are walking in sin. Okay? We need to understand this. we got to get this. We need to understand it. I know that's a little harsh sometimes, especially in today's climate. But we need to understand that these ingredients is so that God can be that eye in our life, that third eye. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. There's things that are coming at us from all different directions. Things that are pulling us, things that are, that are uh, pushing us, all these different things that are trying to pull you away from Jesus and your walk with him. So what's the, what's the uh, opposite end of the spectrum of that? Well, faith based on your circumstances. Well, I'm around these friends, so, so you know, maybe my, my faith is not that important. You know, I'm around this situation or, 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 or this environment, so maybe my faith has to take a back seat to, what, you know, to what's happening here. That's not faith. Keep the faith. And the last one is this. Know that you are not the only one. Hear me. Folks, hear me. Know that you are not the only one. When you feel like you, have at, you are at the bottom, you're at the end of your rope, there is no way out, and you've tied a knot and you're hanging on, understand that you are not the only one. People have been there. You will get out of that because God is your strength. He will strengthen you. This is why it's so important for us to grab a hold of these things and let them be in our lives and, and have them flow out through our lives. What's the opposite of the spectrum of that? Being on an island all by yourself. Well, I'm all by myself. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. Listen, if you find yourself saying that or feeling like that or, or just have a sense that that's you, understand you're not alone. God will strengthen you. And when you understand that, that man, there are people around you, there are people who, who can pray for you and who will pray for you right now. If you say, you know what, I feel like I'm on an island all by myself, then I want you to type that out. And I want you to say, listen, just pray for me right now because I feel like nobody's around, that nobody cares. And we have a team that is praying right now. They're, they're, they're looking and seeing who's engaged. And, and maybe you just want to say amen. Maybe you've walked that out. Then type that, man, I've been there, but God has been my strength. Man, encourage people on that, on that chat right now. Just do that. So those are those ingredients. Be humble. Cast your cares on him. Be sober. Be vigilant. Resist the devil. Keep the faith and know that you are not the only one. And then Peter finishes up in this, uh, with this in, in chapter 5, verse 10. He says, but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by, Jesus, or by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. Listen, you're not the only one. He's talking to those who have suffered. He's saying that you're going to suffer some things. Why? Because you have said, I'm going to follow Jesus. Those things are going to happen. He said, but after you've suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So how does that read? But may the God of all grace, may he perfect, may he establish, may he, Isaiah 41, strengthen, and settle you. Verse 11, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Listen, just that first, that, that point right there, number three, was worth the price of admission right there. If you, you can take that and make an entire message out of it, and you need to share it, maybe you want to share that with someone. Maybe you know somebody who's walking that out and go, listen, you want to know why God may not be your strength? Let's check this out together because it impacted me.
Number four, the fourth I, I will help you. And he says this, Isaiah 41, yes, I will help you. Help, it means to surround or, or protect or aid. It, jump over to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. We know this passage. We, some of us have it uh, in our phones, and we encourage one another with this. But it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. What does that mean? He says, he says that I will help you, I will surround you, I will protect you, I will aid you. See, the Greek for that word peace in that specific passage, he says he shall be like a, a watcher uh, in advance and, and to mount guard as a sentinel, right? to him in, to, to surround and, and take in, and, and, the, and it also means to protect. That's what guard your hearts, that peace right there. May the, the peace of God, that peace right there is talking about guarding and surrounding and hemming in and being your aid. Let's look at one more verse for this, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 8 and 9. We've all been here. If you haven't been here, maybe you'll find yourself here and you can remember this verse and you can encourage somebody else with it. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Hallelujah. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Praise the Lord. I will help you. The last one is this. I will uphold you. And as I was praying over this message for today, I sensed that there are, gonna, there are some people who feel like they're about to blow apart. They're just about to break up and just, and just break apart like a ship that's, that's in the midst of a storm. And, and without any help, without, any, without God coming and upholding you, you feel like you're going to be just destroyed because of what you're in and, and, and how life has, has uh, affected you. But I, I want to I encourage you with this. He says in our promise, he said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I told you we get back to this. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And as defined in Merriam, the Merriam-Webster, it says uphold is to give support to, to support against an opponent. Wow. But the Hebrew says this, to sustain. To sustain. You, you know what that means? It means to, to not be overtaken. It means to continue. To help. It means to help. We've talked about that. And it also means to follow close. That's what he's talking about when on uphold, that word uphold in the Hebrew. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 4, 14, and I'm bringing this thing in for a landing. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. See, he understands. But was in all points tempted as we are. So he understands how to obtain strength from his father. He followed that ingredients list the same way that he's asking us to do the same thing or to do the same. Yet without sin, verse 16, 
Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Say help. Go ahead, type that out. Help in time of need. To find grace to help in time of need. And that word help right there specifically means to aid. That's what it means. Like a, like a rope and a chain. Check this out. I learned this this week. Frapping. I learned, I learned this term. Frapping. It's not like talking about frappuccino frapping. Frapping a vessel, it means to sure up. It means to take ropes and, and lash it in those areas that are, that are trying to come apart that you know need reinforcement. That's what frapping is with ropes or chains. See, frap, it means to draw tight. It means to draw, you know, draw tight with ropes or chains so that, so that it strengthens you and so that it upholds you. Wow. See, God knows what he's talking about in his word. He knows exactly what we need. So let's talk about that right hand. And that, that definition really means his, his right hand of righteousness. So when you think about that, even throughout the Bible, that, the, the right hand represents strength and it represents you know, the hand of God. And, and we always hear that. You hear that term throughout the, the word as you read it. But in this case, he's talking about that righteous right hand. And, you know, Matthew uh, chapter 25, verse 31 says this, Matthew 25, 31. And, and we're about to wrap this up. When the son of man comes in his whole in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and the nations will be gathered before him. So we're, we're picturing this. This is at the end. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his, the sheep from the goats. Verse 33, check this out. And he will set the sheep on his right hand. And I know it may be look a little different on camera, but on his right hand, but the goats on his left hand, his left hand. And then the king, verse 34, the king will say to those who are, who are on his right hand, come, you blessed of the father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world see there's always some kind of uh, evidence when god touches a person when through his holy spirit there's there's always evidence and for this illustration i just want to maybe paint a, a physical picture of something that i think god wants to do spiritually today and he talks about that god's righteous right hand and maybe today you, you need, you need, you're fearful, you know, maybe, maybe you, uh, you're dismayed or, or maybe you've lost focus or, 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 you know, maybe you need protection or aid or something like that. Or, or maybe you just feel like giving up because of the pressure that's all around you. God is with you. He said, I am with you. He said, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. And how does he do that? He does it when we apply those ingredients that I talked about in our lives and we walk it out and we say, God, I trust you. And you know what he does? He, he takes that righteous right hand and he marks us. He, he, there's evidence that God marks us with that righteous right hand. And, and I just wanna, I just wanna use this example. He says, you are mine. You are mine. I am your God. 
I, I am with you. I am your help. He says that, that I will strengthen you. So today, if you're in need and you say, you know what? That's me, Matt. I need to do that. Then I want you to allow God to apply his righteous right hand and mark you today. Let's pray together. Are you fearful today? He says, I am with you. Are you focused on your problems? Are you dismayed? Are you worried about the situation you find yourself in? He says, I'm your God. The third eye says, have you lost focus because of sin or life circumstances? He says, I will strengthen you. Number four, he says, you know, he asks the question, do you need help? Do you need protection? Do you need aid of some sort? He says, I will help you. I will help you. And the last I, do you feel like you're going to give up? Do you feel like everything's about to blow apart just because of the pressure? He says, I will uphold you. He will take his righteous right hand and he will uphold you. Maybe today you say, God is marking me right now. He's taking his hand and he's lifting me up and he, just like you see this this marks these marks on my life right now you say he is marking me his hand his evidence is marking my life and my spirit right now and there's proof then i want you to just pray this prayer with me god you have been there with me this whole time god i thank you that it's not about me but it's about you God, you receive the glory today. Thank you for being who you are in my life. God, thank you for letting me know these five eyes in this promise and how I can apply them in my life. And today, maybe you needed to know Jesus. Maybe you say, you know what? I'm not walking in that identity. I don't, I don't serve the Lord. I don't serve Jesus. You know, Revelation chapter one, John even humbles himself before Jesus and Verse 17, he says, he says, and when I saw him, when I saw this, this incredible figure before me, he said, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me. Jesus laid his right hand on, on John. And he, as he was seeing this picture, he laid his hand on him, his right hand. said to me do not be afraid does this sound familiar he says do this is jesus talking he said do not be afraid i am the first and the last verse 18 i am he who lives and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and i jesus i hold the keys to hades and death so if you want to say yes to Jesus today, I want you just to close your eyes and say, Jesus, here I am. I'm a sinner. I'm not walking out a life that you've called me to walk out. Maybe you've prayed a prayer before, and, and that's, that's great. You know, I, I, I pray that maybe, maybe his love 
is being rekindled right now, but maybe you've never prayed a prayer like that ever in your life and you say, Jesus, I want to be yours. It's very simple. Understand that it's all about him and that we come to him and we say, Jesus, forgive me. Clean me. Mark me as your son or your daughter and help me live for you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed anything like that, or maybe you prayed anything about those other questions I asked, just mention that in the comments and say, man, God has marked, marked me. If you want someone to reach out to you, mediahub at thpshreveport.com. They'll get back with you. They will pray for you. They will connect with you. But to God be the glory for what's taking place today. I love you. We here at The Healing Place love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Have a great day.